and welcome to the podcast. I'm Phil. I'm no, you're right. Oh, <laughs> we are. Oh, what are you doing? I don't know. I, what we should have done, mate, is, is scheduled this podcast for usual time and then turned up two and a half hours later. Isn't, well, isn't the country fucked enough without you fucking our own introduction? <laughs> <laughs> isn't, isn't it all? I think we should make a rule, right? So as we record this on Sunday, uh, release it on Wednesday, as usual. Uh, tomorrow, the country will be going into, well, kind of a lockdown. Who knows, right? Well, it's, but don't it's work. Thursday. It's, th- it's, it's Thursday, isn't it? Isn't it yeah. So we release it on a Wednesday, so it'll be tomorrow. Um, oh, I just destroyed the illusion. Yeah, see? Um, and it's like, well, it's kind of a lockdown, but it, it, anyway, we're not going to talk about that because I think everyone's just thoroughly fucking bored of it. <laughs> I, I know I am. It's like, I've kind of like, I, I got to the point where my shoulders are just like, um, but I'm, I'm in a confused. I'm genuinely cross between so tired of it, I can't, and then also I want to march on parliament and burn the entire place down with them in it, screaming and never accepting. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but, but I'm looking at which is such a by the way, by the way, by the way, this is such a petty reason to do that, no, but it's, it's like, <laughs> like, like but, because I they're mean, just because they're being cunts, they're, they're bad, but you know, I. I I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like anyone could do an infinitely better job. Oh yeah, no, no. We've been, we've covered this ground before. I don't disagree with that whatsoever. But they're still doing it. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I think the only thing we were saying this right is I, I cut the government some slack the first time around because we were in unprecedented times. But we're now the second course. time around, and I don't think we can call it call it unprecedented times anymore. It's like it, everyone knew this was coming. Yes, that's absolutely accurate. Anyway, um, but on more cheering news, today is, this is officially, kind of, our 100th episode. Yay! I'm really, I'm really excited about that. When you mentioned that, I was like, really? It, so, how I've worked that out, actually, if you look at the podcast feed, there are more than 100 episodes, but there are solo casts, yeah. one-offs, where we've cut, or like, where I've used old stuff, or, yeah. you know... Bit that, so so this is the hundredth numbered episode. Yes, we've been quite specific about the hundredth. Yeah, so it's a hundredth numbered <laughs> episode. Um, so that's pretty cool, right? We started this in 2017, Amazing. and it literally our first episode was the 2017 year in review. Wow. And that was our first episode. And then obviously so from we there, started we started. We started with a finish, basically. We, we started with a finish. Um, yeah. And from there, obviously, you know, we've done done quite a bit since then. And, you know, it, it's all been pretty nice. So I thought today, to celebrate that, we were going to, well, we are, we're going to go through each decade we've been alive and pick our favourite film, plus one, of each yep. decade. And that was going to be our podcast today. And then Sean Connery died yesterday. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, bollocks. That's just not, you know, that's just not. So we can't not mourn the passing of, you know, an undisputed utter legend. Okay, so we're also going to be doing that today. So, but Ross, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll start where we usually start. 
which is what we've watched recently. But we'll we'll do it. We'll do the very quick version of it because there's so much more stuff today. Well, I was going to say, presumably, I need to finish off the, the Halloween as well. Oh no! Because it finished, oh, it finished yesterday. It's, I mean, there's, there's only fucking, seven movies. There's, Jesus fucking there's Christ! Man, how long is this podcast going to end up being? Right, go for it, Ross. Give me the rest of Halloween. Are oh, we going to do that first? Are we? Do that first. Okay, pretty easy. <clears throat> if I remember correctly, and I often don't, the last one we covered was Friday the Thirteenth, Part Nine, I think. Yes. It was literally a week. It was literally a week. It was. Let me go back to my uh, my letterbox. <laughs> yes, Jason goes to hell the final Friday. That was on the twenty fourth. So day twenty five was the invitation. Have you seen the invitation? Yeah, I liked it. I didn't think it was the best film I've ever seen, but it's a good film. I liked it a lot, and I liked it a lot more even the second time round because because I'd already seen it. But the thing that really blew my mind was it was five years old. Yeah, I think the invitation was like two years ago. That's insane. Oh, it's a good film. It's For good real. Film. Yeah, good I film. really enjoyable. And, and without spoiling anything, the end, the very end is killer. Uh, uh, day twenty six, we got to see Jenny and I sat down for Happy Death Day to you, uh, which Happy I'm Death glad Day to say to she also you. enjoyed. Happy Death and Day. And what is fascinating you. about that film? <laughs> not not every time. Um, what is fascinating about it is the fact that the original film is essentially a slasher film meets Groundhog Day, essentially. Yeah. And then the sequel develops so much more on that. <laughs> like I, I really contend it's one of the best sequels ever made, simply because what it does with what were relatively minor characters in the first movie. Is ama- I mean, imagine being the roommate character in the first movie who has a great, fun, relatively supporting role, but a lot of fun. And then the second movie is so focused on him. Imagine being the actor getting the script. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, amazing. no, it's... it's um, yeah, it's really great fun. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, just as a, as a very different... Like, it gives you more of the same, but so much more. Yeah. Um, uh, 27, day 27, a perennial favourite. Uh, and again, I didn't know that Jenny liked it so much. It's from Dust Till Dawn. Ah, uh, which is yeah. just a riot. It's just an absolute riot. I'll never forget National Cinema Day sitting down to watch that for the first time. And none of us knew it was a vampire film. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't see the trailer, which was a bit of a. Uh, well, but. in Bournemouth, the posters were nothing to do with vampires. There was no internet type shit back then in terms of like, you know, you can't keep anything a secret anymore. It blew our minds. It was like going to a live show. It yeah, it's it is. Uh, it still maintains as a great film. Um, and can yeah. I and can I just say it's the film where George Clooney became a star, and I contend he has not been better since. Like from Dawn, he is fucking awesome. <laughs> Ross, I'd just like to point out his performance, Batman, in the uh, the famed oh um, yes, that's, Academy that's Award nominated yes. Batman that layered nuanced <laughs> layered nuanced performance. <laughs> <laughs> but no you're right he well, was a, a superstar in that film and he needs to play more bastards I agree he needs to play more pieces of shit he was fucking great in it and, and he's he a piece of shit that you like yeah piece of shit that you like yeah, very, yeah. very rare um, anyway so day 28 and, there's and a great line is it sorry there's a great, that great uh, yeah I'm a bastard yeah. but I'm not a fucking bastard yeah that's <laughs> brilliant and also full tilt boogie for anyone who hasn't seen it is incredible the making of absolutely it's amazing. amazing and it amazes me but they didn't do more of Rodriguez directing them and Tarantino writing. I know Tarantino had his own director project trajectory, but what a team up. People forget, like with all the history with I mean, when was the last time Rodriguez did a good film? Blah blah blah. Let's not yeah. get into that too much. But but it was such a killer movie. It was. But it and amazes me that they didn't do something else together fairly soon after. And the best thing about Fox Boogie is they cut the bit 
where um and it's in the it wasn't in the documentary because they genuinely cut it out where george clooney basically tells his assistant to sign the autographs that go out to fans for him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i always remember reading that that got cut out and it was fucking hysterical yeah. uh <laughs> brilliant so yeah so day 28 uh we, we begin the jason run on you uh day 28 was jason x and what a blast it's totally nice. goofy it, it looks like a sci-fi movie. Like, it does look cheap now. It never did before. <laughs> so cheap. To me. Yeah, so cheap. But loads of fun. Loads of creative kills. Uh, David Cronenberg's cameo is great. Yeah. It, I do think it tries to rely on humour too much. It doesn't quite work. Um, no, but it, it was but an interesting get... different direction, right? And I, 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 I love the... F- it was just worth doing something. Yeah, and I love the fact that obviously they, you know, for whatever legal reason they couldn't use Friday the Thirteenth name anymore. No, there's a lot of there was a lot there was a lot of legal wrangling around a new line thing. I think. Um, but um, you know, I think it's a really creative take on something that you know. Let's be honest, we've all seen it a billion times before. Yeah, exactly, and you know, I, I I really enjoy it. It's it's very goofy, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, and just as a final sort of quick side note on it, the first time I saw Jason X <laughs> was as a double bill at home one Saturday night with Undercover Brother, like a late night double bill, and it was a brilliant double bill. Like it was so all of it was so much fun, yeah. and goofy. But I just that that's kind of where my yeah. love for it comes from. It's quite strange. What's that saying? Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I get. It was like Undercover Brother is so much fun. Like the first one, anyway. So much fun. And then and then in a totally different way, Jason X is just a blast. So yeah, yeah. It was just it was no, no. I, I I get that. I get that. Yeah. Uh, day twenty nine. You're nearly there. Freddy versus Jason, which is still <laughs> fucking awesome. We saw that together, like, didn't it, we? It doesn't. We did. We did. And one of the most interesting things about that film, which shouldn't work, is that the main characters don't really matter. No. Our, our, the people that we're supposed to care about are canon fodder. They, they literally don't matter. They're there to be killed, mostly. Uh, Jason Ritter is great. In fact, actually, Jason Ritter, a very young Jason Ritter, and Brendan Fletcher as the two guys who escaped from the, the yeah, asylum. Yeah. They're both great in it. In fact, I think I'd forgotten how good they both are in it's, it. They're really great. It's but a good they're film. There basically to run around. I still think um, um, the yeah. world missed out on Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, which we, we never was oh, going to happen yeah. in a million years. No, no, but no. It would have been. Would have really worked. I think it would have been awesome. <laughs> well, it needed some other it, again a follow up of some description because it was one of the first times that you really felt that one of these movies was being made by fans of the original movies. Yes, and I, yeah. I think that's fantastic. And and I think um, the kills are all good. It's very gory. It's very funny. It's really fast. The yeah, movie does it's not let up. And and the final and battle between yeah. the two of them is great. Yeah, and and what they did, unlike um, uh, Batman versus Superman with the whole Martha thing, right? <laughs> the, 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 but but there's a much better. But in Freddy versus Jason, they very astutely put together the fact that Jason's issue is water and Freddy's issue is fire. Like and, yeah. I know that sounds really basic, but it, it adds aesthetically. It's really interesting during their battles, which are sort of kung fu fights. It's really interesting. Like, like they, there was definitely thought put into this film, as goofy as it is. Yeah, there's a lot I, of thought in it. I, I 100% agree with you. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a really, really good yeah. fun film. Yeah. So, uh, literally, nearly at the end. So, uh, day thirty was the Friday the Thirteenth reboot. I have to say, I think it's the best Friday the Thirteenth film. Uh, so, what did I? I, I, really, I really do. I really do. What did I text you after you put it online? What, what was what did I actually say? 
Um, Something along the lines of like it's your favorite, I think. I said, anyway. I said actually, when I rewatched them, it actually because you didn't like it. At first, I hated I it the remember. first time, and then when I rewatched I think, them, yeah. I was like, this is actually the best one. I'll tell you what it is. First of all, I mean, it's incredibly well made. Derek Mears is a very good Jason, like really interesting yeah. Jason. Uh, Jared Padlecki helps a lot. And it's so funny to note that in the same summer, he did the Friday the 13th reboot and Jensen Ackles from Supernatural did the My Bloody Valentine reboot. And I'm amazed that when they got together in, in like the next season of Supernatural, they didn't say, how was your summer vacation? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> kind of like reference Because it was so strange to see that happening in the same, literally in the same summer, give or take. Um, he's great. The supporting cast are great. Travis Van Winkle plays the, the most obnoxious frat boy piece of shit rich yeah. guy who's obsessed with his family's place not being destroyed which i loved because <laughs> it makes him such a prick um everyone's great the first set of kids who get killed are great like you've got ben feldman from superstore you've got really interesting people throughout i think and the it, casting is fantastic it references really fantastic. it references the, so the history of jason really well in a very respectful way I agree. They take it seriously. There's funny moments in the movie, but they take the film seriously, which I think was hugely important. Like one thing that this remake isn't is goofy. No. And goofy would be fine. Like goofy can work, like for sure, but it 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 takes it really seriously. And I'm amazed at it. I have to say because it was a flop apparently. Like they never did another one and all that stuff. And I think yeah, it is the best one. I think it's the best made one. The kills are great and gory and horrible. There is humour. It runs incredibly efficiently. And by the end of it, I was like, there has to be another one. What the, where's, where's the next one? Yeah. And again, I think it comes down to, to rights and, you know, it might all, be that. I know it didn't do, all I know this it didn't really do well boring enough, stuff. Well. And the fact it didn't do well. But, you know, like there was rumours that they were going to do a found footage Jason movie, which again, I was like, yeah, that could actually be quite good fun. Um, it I'm could not... work, and also the, the whole idea about being in a snow, like setting one in the snow, which is a yeah, great it's, idea. It's like all of these things could work, but the, the the world is definitely overdue a good revisit on the Jason movie. Yeah, and I think it could be a sequel to this one. Oh, the thing that it does really well, fuck me. The thing that it does really well, which for, which part four fucked up completely, is Jared P- Padalecki trying to find his his sister. Yes, like I mean, we know yeah, yeah. we know we know that in part four, Rob, whatever his name was, knows that his sister <clears> died and is fight, trying to find a killer. It's basically the same story, similar enough as like a, a storyline, but they execute it so fucking well. Like it's really good. Fuck me. Yeah, no, no, it's no, you're yeah, you're totally right. It's um, yeah, no, look, it's good. So final day what was the final film. Last day. Yesterday was for well, the thirty first was the final day. And I couldn't believe I hadn't watched it earlier. I tried to slip it in and just, you know, situate circumstances. Event Horizon. So, and I, I believe this is something you don't like. <laughs> I hate, I hate, hate, hated Event Horizon when I saw it. Uh, I, I thought it, it was, but I didn't think it was particularly well made. I didn't think it was particularly scary. I didn't think it was particularly original. I, I didn't mm. like it. And I haven't watched it since. And I'm going to watch it because I'm so fucking bored of everyone telling me how wrong I am with it. So I want, <laughs> I want to either be wrong through education or wrong through, uh, wrong through like just being wrong. But I don't want to be so wrong I'll, through being ignorant anymore. Right. So I'm going to watch I won't, it. I won't, I won't. Yeah, I won't harp too much about it. I think it's great. And I think I like it more every time I see it. Yeah. The score no, no, I, alone is pulse pounding. The score alone is pulse, pulse pounding. The cast are brilliant. And it really does, to me at least, 
it has the epitome of a haunted house in space. Yeah. I don't know. No, how, I get, however, I, that sounds. I get it. It's I get really it. I just never got it. Places. Um, I get cool. you. I'm really curious to see what you think when you when you when you let me know. Let, please let me know when you. Want. Hey, we're going to talk about a film in a minute that I hated the first time and now I love. Mm. Uh, when we come on to the the great Sean Connery. Um, Good. Yeah. Well done, Ross. Love that. Love your 31 Days of Halloween. Wish I could actually do that myself, uh, but Thank unfortunately you. can't. However, I have watched a couple of Halloween uh, horror films this year. Uh, let's. Yeah. I'll crack on to my, my last... And we won't, we won't do too much because we've got so much more to talk about today. No, 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 um, sure. Last film I watched last night, I watched Hellraiser on the big screen. Um, I'm so local, jealous. I'm so jealous. It was so, like, right, our local theatre has pivoted, mm. pivot, uh, pivoted to doing um, films. Uh, just for a yes. short run, and obviously they had some great stuff planned, like Joker and bits like all fucking binned off now, yeah. obviously for shitty fucking reasons. Anyway, so last night they were showing Hellraiser, and I want to watch. I've never seen Hellraiser on the big screen. It still holds up right. really fucking well. However, sure. the one thing I wasn't expecting they had they put some lighting effects and smoke in, which is really cool, right? Because you're in the show. Yeah, because you're in a theatre, a proper theatre. Oh, that's cool. So they could do. However, what I wasn't expecting is when the body falls out the cupboard at the end, they put the largest fucking flashbang in the theatre ever. Oh, wow. Literal explosion at the front of the theatre as the door oh, burst God. open. The whole, I mean, there's only about 40 odd people there. We all shit ourselves. <laughs> I have never jumped so much in my life. It That's was, great, though. That's great. It's brilliant. Like so, that interactive element. So I really, really enjoyed it. It still holds up. It's a great film. Um, outside of that, I also watched uh, Dawn of the Dead, uh, which I love the original. It's still original? really, really good. Yeah. yeah, it's still fucking. It's not scary anymore for sure, but no. the commentary and the way it's done is is peerless. And I also watched The Craft Legacy, which I you know thought was so. Average. Here's the thing, right? I've heard. I've it's not terrible. It, it's, no, I've heard, I've heard it's like average, and then it's it concerns itself more with things like toxic masculinity rather yeah. than like witchcraft or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, the witchcraft it. element of it is very small. Um, I I I always thought the craft was hugely overrated anyway. So you know, it's got some yeah. nice ideas. Um, the cast are good. It's all right. Um, really but the, the last new film that I watched uh, was yesterday. I sat down and watched Tremors: Shrieker Island. I've got some friends in that film. <laughs> I'd like to see it. I haven't seen it's it. It's terrible, but it's fun. Right. Uh, if you like yeah. Tremors it's, movies. It's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a sci-fi movie now, isn't it? It's not like... it's. I think they are even owned... Are they owned by sci-fi? You know, it's why... I don't, it basically yeah. feels like like a slightly higher budget asylum movie. Um, That's kind of what I mean, sci-fi channel. Yeah. It's, it's, do you know what? If you like Tremors films, it's okay. It's fine. Sure. Um, I think they've probably done it all now, right? I think I've probably, unless they're going to bring back um, Kevin Bacon and um, right the other guy. I can't well, remember. they did um, Fred Ward. They did. Do, I mean, some of the sequels had Fred Ward and like Michael. Michael Gross did a lot of them, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's in this if one. I remember. Yeah. Oh, cool. I like um, it. Yeah, look, it's it's fine. So last film, yeah. last new film you saw, Ross, because obviously the last old film you saw was um, well, funnily enough. Awesome. Oh, sorry, Tom. Well, no, uh, no yeah. that wasn't my last. No, no, no. We we weren't counting Halloween, Halloween films. Really. Okay. So my last, so my last old film I watched, aside from um, yeah, the Halloween stuff, was oh, fun, that's funny. Okay, so it was a perfect murder, the Michael Douglas Good of Paltrow Viggo Mortensen <laughs> remake of Dial M for Murder, God, that which film was directed is by Andrew, Andrew, 
I don't know if it's terrible. Like it's 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 like it's like um it's supposed to be like a tense thriller, right? And it's directed oh. by Andrew Davis, who did Under Siege and all of those movies, you know, for Fugitive. Yeah. And what it turns into is this kind of like high, I don't know how to high camp almost it's, like for when it do, do you remember that it all goes wrong like um Viggo yeah, Mortensen's yeah. supposed to do the murder and then he gets a mate to do it instead or whatever and that's the point when it all go kind of goes horribly wrong sort of thing it's, it's kind it, of like it, it, my memory of it would be it's the not same terrible mem- it's but it's very straight it's a very strange film it's kind of like for me it was like 50 shades of gray without the sex you know it's that kind of it's got that yeah kind i sort of see that i sort of see that which it's campy, like, it is campy yeah as I've told the story many times before, I watched an illegal, a downloaded version of, of Fifty Shades of Grey. Didn't realise I downloaded the version from Korea, and in Korea they cut all the sex out. So the first time I ever saw Fifty Shades of Grey was with zero sex in, and I can tell you that that film has nothing else going for it outside of the incredibly oh, softcore sure. pornography that's in it. So if you take that out, oh, sure. you're left with a very hollow experience. I wonder if it might even be better. Like, like removing the sex actually makes it a better movie. Uh, I, I can honestly say, uh, A Perfect Murder is a film I will never watch again. <laughs> yeah, it was it was purely... I've done a few films. Like, so funnily enough, I did Just Cause this week. Oh, uh, in the same day that I saw Never Say Never Again. And this was like middle of the week. Yeah. Uh, and it, was, it was like an unintentional Sean Connery double bill. But the reason I watched Just Cause and Perfect Murder was I basically just wanted something going in the background while I was working, essentially. Yeah. Um, and Just Cause is actually very good, but it goes from being a legal drama, like quite a, a, a sort of like righteous, if you like, legal drama. And then the final act is this weird shoot, like a very strange, like it shifts into being almost like an action thriller. Like with, it's very hard to, I don't know if you've seen Just Cause, it's one of those things that probably yeah, people have seen ago. once and they never bought. Yeah, right, exactly. And like, it has such a strange tonal shift. I was like, did Michael Bay tape over the last act? Like, I'm not kidding, it goes wild in the last act. Like, like, really, like, there's like a shootout in what is essentially the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. It's really weird, given the, that it's like a legal. You know I mean? It's very, very strange, uh, but enjoyable. Very odd. Uh, anyway, and the last sorry, new film you so, saw? Well, this is an interesting one because I had a few people recommend it uh, last night, in fact, on Facebook. And, and in fact, through, I've seen a few other people, people watching it, you know, like, you know. And, um, and it could have been one of my Halloween movies because uh, you, you'll know why in a second. It's called The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Have you seen it? Do you know, no, do you know about I've it? I've never even heard of it. Okay, okay. So, again, without spending too much time on it, it, um, it is a genre movie. It is kind of a horror movie, except it's not exactly. It stars the late, great Robert Forster. It was, it, it's just come out, though. It's this oh, nice. year. Um, it is utterly brilliant. And it's the... It's the um, it's the brainchild of a guy called Jim Cummings who did a movie, I don't know if you remember, a few years ago, this weird little independent movie that did really well called Thunder Road. I don't know if you oh, remember Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was like the brainchild behind that. So he was like the writer, director and, and lead. Okay. And he's, yeah, super, he's super talented. Like, he's super talented. Wolf of Snow Hollow is a, it's a fucking fantastic genre movie. It, with a decent enough twist at the end where you go, oh, it's that. That's clever. You know what I mean? Like, that, yeah. And I'm not well, spoiling got, anything. It's got ninety percent on um, Rotten Tomatoes. Right, right. So it's it's like eighty three minutes. Like it really gets the fuck on with it. It's really funny in ways that you will not expect. Like there are moments that I laughed out loud because it came out of no, like really came out yeah. of nowhere. 
like like the laughs are almost like jump scares because they're so like not expected um it's really scary in places by insinuation rather than by gore there is some gore in it there's some good gore in it in fact and i hugely recommend the people who recommended it to me were all people who i absolutely trust any you know i mean like in general and i thought well i'll give it a go and when i turned it on i didn't notice jim cummings not that this is the biggest most important point but he is something of like a i don't say low budget auteur but kind of like it's a really specific what i like about the film is it's really specific i'm starting to realize that some of the things i like in films particularly films today is when you can see really specific choices being made do you know what i mean Nice. Like, like, like. There's a there's a lot of formula in it, <laughs> but there's a real specific, and I hugely recommend it. You've like, sold it to uh, me. I shall try and watch that. Please try it. At some point. Please. It's eighty. It's eighty seven minutes. It's really worth it. Nice. It's really worth it. Cool. Well, um. So yeah. before we move on to our two key subjects today, just uh, just to lament one one thing. I said I wasn't going to go on about lockdown, but I'm just going to say one thing. Mm-hmm. I had tickets to go and see the Evil Dead Two at the Upfield mm-hmm. Cinema being introduced in person. By Corin Hardy and Edgar Wright. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! And I literally, we literally got tickets yesterday. But to off- offset this, I have booked tickets to go and see Back to the Future: The Musical in London in September. Same here. Same here. I booked for July. I'm really excited. I can't wait. I'm really, I, I'm really looking forward yeah. to it. Oh, and so, I did book for most, for most listening. I did book Harry Potter: The Cursed Child as well. Ah, nice. I yes. Did, I did get up with <laughs> There was a 25 minute conversation post that podcast about Harry Potter. And the <laughs> um, so, look, uh, Sean Connery passed away yesterday, age 90. It's fair to say Connery had a fucking stunning innings. Um, he not only uh, starred in some of the best films ever made, but he also, and some of the worst films ever made as well. Let's, let's, not, let's not beat around the bush here. He made some good choices and some bad choices. Um, but he was good regardless. And, you know, he, the, the, my favourite thing about Sean Connery is he, he literally never gave a fuck, right? He had this kind of not give a fuck attitude to people. He didn't take shit. You know, he, he'd do everything in the same fucking accent, regardless of whether he's Scottish, Spanish. I thought that his Russian, Scottish, Egyptian accents were the best. Egypt, you know, whoever he's meant to be, he always did the same accent. But he also gave birth to one of the most iconic characters, the, no, the most iconic movie character ever, right? And Connery, like someone, what did someone say yesterday on the news? James Bond didn't make Sean Connery. Sean Connery made James Bond. Yeah. And I think that is possibly the most apt thing. I think it's a fair assessment. Yeah. Yeah. Without Connery, Bond would not have been what it is today. Without a shadow of a doubt. He is still... And I will fight anyone on this. He's still the best interpretation of Ian Fleming's James Bond. I Maybe mean, not. The... I'm still a I'm still a Dalton guy, but okay. But you know, he he is the, he is the closest to what he's ex. He's amazing. He is amazing. He's amazing. And and you know, he also he also has delivered some of my favourite lines in cinema, not least in The Rock, where he goes, he goes "You fucking nincompoop." No, the Rock is the bit when he's the bit when he goes, "Mason, are you okay?" He goes, "Yes, I'm perfectly okay." You fucking idiot. That's kind of my favourite line. Can uh, we also say he won his Oscar? He won his Oscar playing an Irishman with a, a Scottish, Scottish accent. accent. <laughs> 
Um, that, now that, if you could win an Oscar, yeah. for, I'm just saying, in that fashion, it's you, are, genius. you are undefeated. You are undefeated. And, you are undefeated. And Connery retired in, I think it was, his last film was, was it eight, no, uh, 2008? Uh, it was a League of well, well, it kind of was right. Well, so, wasn't, well, no, wasn't it? Um, wasn't it Fighting Forest? Well, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was one of them. Was it, it wasn't was Forest proper film? Um, yeah. And then he did a voiceover, some random animated film, which was kind of yeah. you know, it was rather. Uh, I'm just trying to find it now. Uh, brilliant. Thanks IMDb for t- uh, thanks Wikipedia for taking me to the Wikipedia link for the IMDb, not the actual Wikipedia link for Sean Connery. Uh, his last <laughs> actual film was uh, A League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which is a depressing thing that he, his last actual film was 2003. I still, I still really like that film, but okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, I, I'm not saying it's his best film, but I really like it. It's really not. And then he he um, he did a film called Sir. Billy in 2012. Oh, that's, a, that's, was, an animated, that's some animated. I've never even, I don't even know if that ever came out, to be honest. No. I'm really I, 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 but, you know, it's a shame that for the last, yeah, we, we've been robbed of, of, of Connery for the last, like, you know, 17 years. But by all accounts, True. he retired. He was having fun. You know, he was playing golf. He was doing everything he wanted to do and good on him because, you know, he fucking earned that. Um, some of the he's been he's been terrible. He's been great in some terrible films. So in the Avengers, no, not that one, uh, where he played Sir August the Winter, which is a truly awful film. But he was brilliant in it. Uh, and you know, alongside um, Wesley Snipes in Rising Sun, he was fun. Um, oh, I love I love I think Rising Sun is one of his better films. It's okay. for, for sure, for sure. He he also had a, a appearance in Highlander Two: The Quickening, uh, you know, which is renownedly one of the worst films ever made. Um, but you know, at the same point, he was in uh, the Presidio, The Untouchables, The Name of the Rose, Highlander. Yeah, he was obviously Bond, Time Bandits, Outland, fucking A Bridge Too Far, The Man Who Would Be King. You know, he has done some absolutely awesome films so i thought it was a, be a lovely tribute and we won't go we're not gonna do our usual deep dive into each one just thought you know our five favorite and they're not necessarily the best our five favorite sean connery films ross what are your five so you just want me to rattle them off i just want you to <clears> rattle <throat> them off including the run uh no hang on it's not even run so no. i've got honorable mentions yes <laughs> no <laughs> but go on i have I have honourable mentions. So my honourable mentions are Goldfinger, The Presidio, Highlander, well, Outland, I'm, I'm, which I love. I'm absolutely shocked that Goldfinger is an honourable mention. Yeah. Goldfinger, The Presidio, Highlander, Outland, The Man Who Would Be King. The reason why Goldfinger is an honourable mention is because I've, I've decided you can only have one Bond film. Uh, okay. I, I did two. Oh, whatever. But, <laughs> but that's why... So yeah, and the man who would be king would be was amazing. Outland was in my top five for ages. I say I'm a nerd about a few of these. In the end, they just are what they are. <clears throat> I've picked the five films that I genuinely think he's the best in and are the most enjoyable. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. There aren't really any any what I would call worthy films here. They're just movies, right? Number five, Rising Sun, because I think he's fucking amazing in it, and it's a really weird, fucked up, <laughs> like pseudo masochistic movie. Yeah, and, and there's loads of good stuff in it. Loads of fights as well, and he's great in it. 
Uh, number four, Indiana Jones of the Last Crusade, because he fucking makes that film. <laughs> he does. He fucking makes that film. It's brilliant. Uh, number three, The Rock. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. again, he makes that film. Uh, number does. two, The Untouchables. Number yep. two, The Untouchables. And number one, From Russia with Love. So we have a I think very... He's infinitely I think he's infinitely better in Russia with Love than Goldfinger, even though I love Goldfinger. Yeah. I think From Russia with Love beats the shit out of it. So basically, my list is almost identical. So number five is The Rock. Um, it's a film I absolutely detested for ages and ages. And I watched it again about last year. And I was like, oh, my God, I was so wrong on this film. Not even funny. It's brilliant. Um, and again, he's brilliant in it. From Russia With Love is my 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 next one. Uh, it's he, That is the film where he became James Bond for me. Doctor yeah, No is a yeah, good film, I, but I From Russia with Love is Bond. The Untouchables. Yeah, he's, very, he's, well, he's, he's noticeably confident in From Russia with Love. Yeah, totally. Uh, the Untouchables because he wins an Academy Award playing an Irishman with a Scottish accent. <laughs> it's insane. Like, that really is fucking mental when you think uh, about it. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade because any film is infinitely better when when Sean Connery is playing Harrison Ford's dad. And I, I almost I almost wanted like Han Solo Senior to turn up in a new in a Star Wars film at some point. Because that would have been right. brilliant. And the irony is I think they're only like 10 years apart in age or something it's ridiculous. About 11, I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's eleven years age difference. But Connery always looks so much older than Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is like a oh. fine wine. He's aged very well. Um but absolutely, you know, and and you know Junior is is just it's yeah. just Junior I should have mailed it to the Marx Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and he's obviously having the time of his life. And it, I'm gutted that he didn't come back for an Indiana Jones film after that. But I'm also really glad that he didn't wasn't part of the fucking abortion that was. Um, uh, don't mention it. Don't even mention a title. Don't even mention a title. No, no, I just call it Nuke yeah. the Fridge. Um, yeah. And my number one is Goldfinger because it's the most iconic Bond film. It's it's if he got comfortable in Russia with love, he yeah, if he if he was more confident in Russia with love, Goldfinger was basically like him putting on his favorite suit and you know, just giving it everything. He's suave, he's cool, he yeah, that's the goal, that's the Bond film I watched and I went, I want to be him, right? I want to I be think that. Goldfinger bastard. particularly well, Goldfinger is particularly the one where they've got it all down. Yeah, like it's that they've got it. That they've got it it's, down. The, it's his. It's yeah. He is the Bond at his best. The Bond film is the best. You know, it is just. It's got more iconic moments from the theme tune to the title sequence to the you know the Gold Woman to the you know the bad guy to odd job. I always called him blow job. Wrong film. <laughs> um, you know. Rim job, yeah. <laughs> you know that that was like his first name, right? You just know someone wanted to do that. Uh, so for me, yeah, it, it's the most iconic uh, role of his. Fucking love Sean Connery. Um, I'm hoping he's up there sipping vodka martinis with Roger Moore now. Um, yes, I would hope so. Because that, I tell you what, that bar has got, at uh, one side of the bar, you've got Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., Frank Sinatra and Burt Reynolds. At the other side of the bar, you've got Roger Moore, and Sean Connery. I'll tell you what, that's a hell Taking of a bar. Yeah. <laughs> Taking the piss out of them. <laughs> that, you know, that is a hell of a bar to be serving. I want to be the barman behind For that sure. bar. 
because yeah, the stories there would be amazing. So look, RIP Sean Connery, fucking legend. You know, you are more loved than you could ever possibly imagine. And I'm pretty sure you you can imagine a lot of love for you. But um, yeah. Good on him, you know, he left a left a hell of a legacy behind. Very true. Um, and with that, let's talk 100 episodes. Jesus, what a weird episode this one is. Um, so, yeah, we started this in December 2017. I think I text Ross and said, Ross, I want to do another podcast. But the genesis of this podcast actually goes back further than that. Before this, there was film exploitation, latterly known as All Things Film. And before that, there was the AMZ movie show, which I even didn't have anything to do with. Um, Did but you come I, on it, though? No, I was never even a guest on, on the AMZ movie show. We we were, I think it's fair to say that we were in our interim years. Yes, that's fair. <laughs> we had a split. We we were on a we break. had a team, we had a, we were we were estranged. We were estranged. We were on a break, I think it's fair to say. Um, <laughs> but you know, we reconciled shortly afterwards. Yes. And yes. I said to Ross, I said, oh, I want to start a podcast. Do you know anyone? And you went, Yeah, look, there's this guy called Richard Blanchett. <laughs> going there are we <laughs> no let's not too let, much let, let's not let's um let's go over to Blanchett you should do a podcast with him and I started up um what was called film exploitation and we had Richard on uh, as yep. our um as my co-host and then you know Richard is an interesting character very good on podcast but you know when it gets to the point where someone's turning up an hour late <laughs> I was getting a little bit annoyed. Uh, and at that point, we bought uh, I bought Andrew McCain, who was kind of, you know, what worked with Richard and you on AMC. And Andrew then took over as the co-host on Film Exploitation. And lastly, we then introduced uh, Drew Cunningham uh, as our yes. kind of third uh, spoke. I was going to say third wheel, but that's uh, not true. As our third spoke Weird. to that. And then, you know, we, you know, it, that podcast very much ran its time. It then went on to become the Smoking Lamb podcast. Uh, and that then ran for a hundred episodes. Um, and at some point I got bored not doing a podcast. Let reached out to you and said, Hey Ross, do you fancy doing a podcast? And you're like, Yeah, let's because we do this. That's exactly today. how I said it. I went, Yeah, yeah, because we do this, what we do yeah. on the podcast, like we were doing it all the time, talking about movies and right. shit. And we said, Well, why exactly. don't we do that as a podcast? And and so a hundred episodes on, three years later, almost, uh, we are still here. And, you know, it's something I enjoy a lot. It's very, very cool. Um, so, you know, it's it's amazing, isn't it? Like, like the world turns and you end up getting back to where you started. And we're not a million miles away from uh, being in the canteen at Basvik talking about shit movies again, are we? Do you know what? I'm not joking. I think about their chips all the time. <laughs> so do. Like, I I'm so not do. joking. I genuinely think about those chips they were all the, the best. time. They were. And, they're probably terrible for us. Yeah, I'm sure they'll, they'll like they'll have cheaper potatoes now and cheaper oil. And, you know, and I, I, I think about Brian, um, who reached out not that long ago, which was the most random thing. Um, I think about Brian, who used to run the, the media department um, or the tech stuff in in Basvik, which is a school for those people that don't know, Brighton Hove and, and Brighton Hove and Sussex Sixth Form College. And I always think about Brian and like the 
basically us driving him mad, either using up all of his equipment, breaking his equipment. They bought shit equipment, to be fair. Um, or stinking out his entire loft with the smell of fish and chips. <coughs> or chips, mm-hmm. mostly, just chips. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, so it goes back... It goes back a while. But in this last 100 episodes, we've reviewed thousands of films. We've talked about thousands of films. Um, and I thought, where can we Where can we go? What, what can we do that's different, that's special? And I, I thought, well, why don't we look at each decade we've been alive, save for 2020, because it hasn't finished yet, and pick our favourite and runner-up, because it's Ross, you can't just have one, um, film of each decade. So not a huge list. It's only going to be uh, 10 films. But I, I just thought it would be an interesting conversation. So, Ross, let's start with the 70s. Now, you were born a couple of years earlier than me, so you've got a little bit more time. So I I kind of cheated on this one. Not cheated. I kind of So I originally did a list called uh, films. my favourite films of every year I've been alive. And so right. I've actually only taken from the four years I've been alive in the 70s, thus cutting okay. off a whole wealth of good movies. So I've probably fucked up on the 70s a touch. Maybe for my number two, oh, not for my number one. But um, well, let's talk 70s, right, Ross? So uh, a good decade yes. for film, it's fair to say. Spectacular. Not as spectacular as the 80s, which was very, very difficult to choose. And I think the 90s um, are somewhat <clears> of an <throat> under, underappreciated decade as well. Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest with you, each one was a bit difficult. Like, but although it gets more difficult, was actually relatively uh, for me, it got more difficult for the, font, the, the like the zeros and the tens because there's been great films, and I've picked some great films, but like you know, mm. there are not a great deal to pick from. Um, I agree. No, I, I I fully agree with you. Although the ones that I picked, I feel are kind of obviously the best in terms of the most enjoyable. Anyway, yeah, we are um, going to have some real schisms see. on this. Uh, for sure. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting. Um, so look, let's talk the seventies. What is your favourite film of? What's your runner-up for favourite film of the seventies? Rocky. I knew it would be. Uh, and <laughs> I, I'm guessing you're number one. And I'm going to take a prediction here because I know you quite well. But I'm guessing you're number one is Superman. It is correct. <laughs> two points. Two points. Uh, hey, look, I mean, to be fair, you've picked two of the greatest movies of that decade. Uh, and th- there, there were a lot of great movies in that decade, right? You could have had Jaws. You could have had uh, The French Connection. You could have had... Uh, that was very close, by the way. That was very close. You could have had And also could have had The God- Godfathers. Godfather yeah, you could have had The Godfathers. Uh, you Super could have had... Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Yep, you could have had Mad Max. You could have had The Spy Who Loved Me. Um, You could have had Alien. So uh, good choices. So my my number two of the decade, uh, we've already actually discussed it today, is Dawn of the Dead. It's the Mm -hmm. film that actually, I go back and watch it every four or five years. I just forget how good it is. By the way, I don't think I've ever seen the same version of Dawn of the Dead twice, though. (laughs) Have you heard about that? I'm sure I forwarded you that insane new Blu-ray. Yeah, with it's like got like every car and every every, cut. every extra you could possibly imagine. Yeah, it's it nuts. incredible. And I've got the Arrow Blu-ray somewhere, and that's pretty fucking packed. Um, mm. Dawn of the Dead is, you know, it's it was the film that changed me the most. By the way, I also missed out Taxi Driver. 
uh, in the great list. Of there are so many. There are so many. So many. Uh, but my favourite film of the seventies is, without a doubt, Star Wars. Uh, it's the film that defined me. It's the film that 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 I just adore so so much. So let's move on to <laughs> let's move on to the and I only laugh because it's a decade, right? Fuck me. L- these are some of the contenders here, right? And some of these are probably films we've picked, but Batman, Die Hard, Blade Runner, Superman 2, Little Shop of Horrors, Scarface, E.T., Rocky 3, Robocop, Rocky 4, Lethal Weapon... Ghostbusters. 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 Lethal Weapon 1 and 2. Another one else. Predator. Karate Kid 1 and 2. Beverly Hills Cop. Beetlejuice. The Terminator. Too many. It's too many. Rambo. There's genuinely too, there's too many. It's, there's too many. Come on, though. Come on. Three it minutes. is just the... Coming to America. Yep. It Coming is... to America. Cannonball Run. Yeah. And and this is why it gets... I thought Cannonball Run was 70s. We've had this no, discussion before. No, it's 1980. No. No, it is. Uh, okay. Just... Oh, <laughs> Cannibal Run was my pick for ages. I was umming and about the eighties for so long. The Evil Dead films. There are so many fucking movies from the eight. Hellraiser, like yeah. like whatever you want to. So, you can throw a stick. You just hit a fucking amazing movie every time. The Fly. I'm gonna. I've changed my list. The thing. But, the thing. <clears> the thing. The thing. Halloween oh. should have been one of the ones. Halloween is one of the ones we should have mentioned in the seventies. It didn't at all. It's a tough one. So, Ross, what is your runner up for the 80s? Uh, aliens. Uh, <laughs> it's just the toughest decade. I can't, I can't call a runner up. It's impossible. Um, it's impossible. So it's impossible. I'm going to cheat. That's and why I'm it's do... for aliens because aliens. Yeah, I'm just going to do a boy ask and go Cannibal Run is like the film I, I adore. Empire Strikes Back because it is truly the best sequel. But yeah, a, well, then you got a. Oh fuck it, I can't do a runner-up. My favorite film was <laughs> Top Gun. My favorite film was Top Gun. You knew it was going to be Top Gun. I love good, Top Gun. Good fellow, good fellows. Nineteen ninety. Oh, it's nineteen ninety. Yeah, I thought it was eighty-eight. Or something. Uh, don't jump the gun. Um, no, no, no. I picked Top Gun because it is the film I've watched the most from the eighties. I adore Top Gun. It's terrible. You know, you know that it's terrible, right? I, I, you know it's I, actually terrible. I literally know it. I literally know it. And I literally <laughs> wallow in the campness. I have yeah, Top Gun t-shirts. I have Top Gun vinyl. I have Top Gun VHS. Do I have mm. Top Gun VHS? Yes, I do. Um, I have mm. Top Gun everything. I totally appreciate it is shite. I mean, I mean it's so But it's boring. not shite. Though. <laughs> and this is it. The amount of times I talk to people about Top Gun... And people go, oh, my God, I can't wait for the sequel. I bet you, if you put a poll out, there are as many people that are excited for Top Gun Maverick next year as are excited for Bond. Right. And I say that slightly with a (laughs) tongue-in-cheek because I'm not that excited for Bond. But anyway, Mm. so your number one? Uh, It's Die Hard. Die Hard. And it was for ages. I can't believe it. It was everything for ages. For ages, it was everything else, like American Ninja Commander. It could be anything. It could. But Die it's... Hard is arguably, arguably, it's certainly one of the best films in the 80s, unarguably. Yes, like, I agree. Just, it, just, it just is. Oh, it's tough. It's tough. So then we get on to the 90s. So let me let me give you some films. Uh, we have The mm. Matrix. We have Braveheart. 
We have Home Alone. We have Reservoir Dogs. We have Waterworld. <laughs> don't we know have, why that's we on. have we have uh, True Romance of the Last Boy Scout. Yeah, we have True Romance and the Last Boy Scout. We have Train Spotting. Mm. We have Empire Records, which is a personal favourite of mine, and it pains me that I didn't put it on this list. You know, we have oh so many good fucking films in the nineties, and this list I'm looking at on the on fucking Google, they're mental. I'm sorry, best film with the best films I've of the nineties. I've literally, I've literally just changed mine. Like Men in Black. <laughs> I just remember the film. Just, yeah, it's impossible. Star Wars: The, the Phantom Menace. Good, like... I don't know who the fuck came up with this list, but there are more on Days of Thunder. Even I'm not down with Days of Thunder as being That's the best film of the nineties. I mean, it's terrible. Get it's terrible. Get the fuck off! Like, even I'm like, get the fuck out of here, man. Get the fuck out get of the here. Fuck out of here. You but, know what we didn't mention it. You know, you know what we didn't mention for the eighties, which I should have put as my favorite, Scarface. Scarface. We didn't even mention Scarface. Say hello to my little friend. Which is say what hello I say to my to, little friend. Which is what I always say to the ladies. Um, oh say hello to my little friend. Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption, Silence of the Lambs, Toy Story, Jurassic Park. Um, Jurassic Park. You know, uh, Seven, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, Schindler's List, Fight Club. Total uh, Recall, Total Recall. Total Recall. Leon, a big Lebowski's all sorts a bit overrated. Uh, Speed, LA Confidential, slightly problematic these days. Um, you still know, a fucking great movie. Still great still movie. A fucking great movie. So it's it's a tough call. What were your picks of your runner-up and best? Friend? I have just changed them. I've, although <laughs> one of them was so I originally had Pulp Fiction as my number one for all the reasons. It's now my runner-up. Okay, Pulp Fiction is my runner-up. And my number one is, and again, it's a personal favourite, is Gross Point Blank. Nice. I've never loved it as much as other people, but I... Unreal how much I love that film. It's the, it's the only other film, um, aside from, was it Superman and Moon? I can't remember what I'm doing now. Superman and Moon. Gross Point Blank is, is the film where I just keep going, it's 10 out of 10. Like, it's 10 out of 10. Like, with, with, because I don't think things can be 10 out of 10 until they're like 20 years old, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Barring, barring one of my films for later on, which is a 10 out of 10 immediately. Um, I just, it, it's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. And that's I, fucking rare. I agree. Uh, I agree with what you're saying about the, the age thing. So, mine, yeah. Um, yeah. True Romance. I have a True Romance tattoo on my ribs. Um, yep. It could have hurt. easily been one of mine. Like, easily uh, could have been one of mine. I've got, you know, um, you know what she writes on the um on the napkin, she writes, You're so cool with the yeah. heart. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. I have yeah, that yeah. tattooed on my ribs. Um wonderful. It's cool. Uh, but my favorite 90s film is my favorite film of all time. So it wasn't really a question. It's good fellas. Yeah, it's good fellas. <laughs> good fellas. <laughs> which I mean. is totally fair and, and completely justified. Yeah, of course. And then we get to the Speaking which Go on. Right. This was actually quite uh, we'll talk about it later. Um the noughts for me was relatively easy, actually. It took me a minute to think about it, but well, my runner-up is Battle... Oh, sorry. Don't I was going to say, let's uh, let's let's just quickly see what some of the best movies from this decade were considered to be. So... Um, I, can't name, I, can't name, I can't name them, which is the problem. Yeah. It's, it gets pretty slim. Um, Gladiator doesn't hold up well, I'm afraid. Oh, not, Memento not really. is fine. Up is yeah. really good. 
Inglorious Bastards is overrated. Kill Bill Volume 1, didn't like it. Pan's Labyrinth, no. overrated. Uh, Casino Royale, yeah, I get that. You know, American Psycho, didn't and like pa- it. By the, way, pa- by the way, Pan's Labyrinth, I can see. I guess yeah. I'll never see it again. No. I'll never Dolly watch Darko. it like, I really like it. Yeah, for a overrated. while, but not anymore. Yeah, children well, of Men. For a while, I get it, and now I don't. It's good. No, Children it's of Men is great. Uh, Zodiac, yeah. I need to watch it again. Didn't like it um, first time around. But I don't, but I just, does it, do you remember Zodiac? No. Uh, you, no one remembers Zodiac. High Fidelity, Avatar, Inside Man, Moon, Mulholland Drive, Requiem for a Dream. These are all films that I've got no interest in. Some are good. Some, some of them are good. High Fidelity is good, like a good film. It's yeah. not a best, like a best film. It's, but a, it's film. a pretty fucking slim decade. It's slim I think decade. it's the weakest decade for films in, in my it life. There may be, look, there may be, if you had a bit more time, if we like started really looking at what was released, we might find a really nice clutch, you know. But, it's, it's but, I, but, I, but I'm not joking. When I had to think, I had to like look at like the stuff that I like and go, oh, those two. Yeah, those two will do. How that's how it works out. My number one is absolutely a film I believe deserves to be number one. It's my favourite film of that whole decade and it's The Dark Knight. Okay. Um, and I know we disagree on this one a lot. Well, no, but... no, but I don't, I don't disagree that it'd be up there. I just, I just, again, it's more like with hindsight, I like it less every time I watch it. I don't hate it. I think it's a good film. I think it's an enjoyable film. I still contend it doesn't get better than the beginning bank heist, and I still contend that William Fitchner and uh, Tiny Lister are the best things in it. I yeah. really do. I don't think it's anything better than them in it. And you may, you may be right. My runner-up, though, is a f- another yeah. film that I absolutely adore. Um, and my runner-up is um, 28 Days Later. Oh, it's fantastic. I should have thought of that, actually. That, I, I, that's a global I, place, one of mine. I think it's like in the 90s, one of the films that I didn't put on was Lock, uh, Lock Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Uh, right. Zeros is 28 Days Later. For me, they are two of the greatest British films ever made. And fuck off. I know we made films before the 80s, the 90s. And I don't care. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I get you. I don't know. I totally get you. So mine, 2000s, uh, runner, runner up was Battle Royale, the Japanese movie. Yeah, brilliant film. quite extraordinary. Brilliant film. Quite extraordinary. And then my, my number one, it's probably the film I've watched the most from the 2000s, unless it's something that's escaping, which is entirely possible. It's um, A History of Violence. I think yeah, of Violence okay. Is fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. good film. I, I, can't say, I can't say it's more than that, though. That's what I'm getting at. For the 2000s, we'd say they're my best film. In fact, Battle Royale is arguably a better film than A History of Violence, like, in terms of, like, in terms of what, it, what it does. But History yeah. of Violence is probably... It's a film I've certainly watched it at least... I think six or seven, seven or eight times, which is really rare for films from that period. It's, really rare. Other than so, The Dark Knight yeah. and 28 Days Later, I don't think there's a film I've watched yeah. through that period. Um, and then uh, we get yeah, into right. the 10s. I get a This was really easy for... But I don't know about you. I don't know about you. This was really easy for me. Like, really easy. I'm guessing we've got the same film, but let me just run through some be. of the also-rans. Uh, yep. Some of the best films of 2010. <laughs> this is according to Google. Uh, a couple of different mm-hmm. things, but Social Network, Inception, Black Swan, Shutter Island, The Town. Um, it, These are definitely better films than the 2000s, by the way. These yeah, are better films. Yeah, it, it's like it like it took a fucking chunt up. Um, uh, I won't say that one because that is one of my picks. Uh, the Avengers, mm-hmm. uh, you've got... Yeah. Um, uh, you've got... It's... There are some really, really good films over the last 10, uh, over that 10 year period. 
this list is fucking insane. I don't know who the fuck is coming up with this shit. Uh, <laughs> that is genuinely not good. So, Ross, is your favourite film the same as mine? My runner-up is Skyfall. Okay, that's interesting. My runner-up is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, oh, that's that's very interesting. Okay, it was nice. really easy. It was really, it was really easy for me. So, is your first film very mm. sandy? Yes. Does it does it happen <laughs> to have a guy called Max? It does, yes, weird that. Does it happen to be a film I gave a five out of ten to the first time I watched it? I think we argued very, very furiously over that. And much like the rock. Because I gave it I gave it I gave it an immediate ten out of ten. I've yeah. never done that before. And I Is I really stand by it. And I know that that's a bit tenuous. But I really still stand by. No it. pun intended. Pure, um, ed, pure entertainment. Pure entertainment. Is it the film that I've had such a turnaround on that I gave it? <laughs> I, I now consider it to be my favourite movie of that decade. Right. Yes, it is that. <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it? Max goes wild. <laughs> in, I couldn't think of any fucking other film. Yes, it Mad is. Max Fury yeah. Road. Right. Max goes wild. Mad Max goes wild in the street. It's. It's yeah, brilliant. That, that's the it's, not yeah, only it's is it brilliant, but brilliant. I'm 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 investing in a one of the new PlayStations shortly, and one of the new PlayStations oh. has the five the 4K of the Blu-ray, and I was like, oh. I need two films, three films to watch on that new five 4K of the Blu-ray because I don't buy physical media anymore. But I bought three films we've mentioned here today. In fact, I bought Top Gun, I bought uh, The Dark Knight. And I bought Mad Max Fury Road because I thought, what are the four films, three films that are going to look the best? Sure. On that format. Um, in fact, interestingly, uh, the blog uh, at www.philsquickreview.co.uk voted Mad Max Fury Road to be their film for all the different people that, that are involved in that site, their film of the decade also. Oh, interesting. In fact, I would positively say it's the film of the millennium so far. I don't disagree with that either. Actually, as mad as that sounds to say, I'm, I'm, I'm in there. I agree. But to be fair, if you consider how weak the ten years before it were, um, it's right? Yeah, I mean, look, there's, there's context to take. There's context taken, but I still think it's a good film, regardless. Like, as in, yeah. I think it's still terrific anyway. Like, it is, like, like you know, on, on its own merits. On its own merits. It is. It is brilliant. So today we have talked Sean Connery. We have talked uh, 31 films of Halloween. We've talked what we've watched and we've given you our rundown of our favourite films from each of the decades we have been alive and some of them were literally changed as we were writing them. Quite a lot. Um, and yeah, I'm, yeah, there's so many films that I couldn't put in that list. Um, Ross, where can our lovely audience find out more about you, sir? Well, uh, if you go on the social media things, I am at Ross Boyask on all the things. Please also follow Evolution Films, which is uh, at Evo Films UK. We have other films coming out in the coming months, uh, which is quite tough these days, but we're still doing it. Uh, and please also follow at Vengeance Film UK to follow the exploits of the Vengeance Film franchise, which is still on Netflix and stuff if you want to watch it. Is it still on Netflix? I mm. thought you would have told us it was on Netflix at some point. Well, can't believe you missed that out. I have no comeback. 
www.philscriptreview.co.uk for the blog that goes along with the podcast. Uh, Rate reviews on iTunes. Check us out on Instagram, Ross and Phil Talk Movies and Phil Quick Review on Twitter. We will be back for our 101st episode. Yes, we are going to be crossing the 100-year mark uh, very shortly. Um, But until then, stay safe, stay sane. And uh, yeah, I mean... Just do what you can do, right? It's just just (laughs) not really much more you can say these days. No, unfortunately. Stay safe, everyone. Um, And this is it from Ross and Phil. 100 episodes in. Who knows? Maybe we'll get to another 100. Maybe we'll, uh, we've all been coroned before then. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Or maybe Boris will shut down podcasts next. A podcast. Don't podcast. Podcast. Unless you can't podcast, podcast, then you should podcast. Podcast, but don't talk to other people. Like, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Boris. Thanks for listening. Bye.